Hey guys, it's Anthony. Just wanted to tell you about our friends real quick at Baseballism. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand. Welcome to the a Podcast. Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashby. Welcome to the ANA Sports Show. I am Anthony Cortez alongside Mr. Alex Ashley. Captain Redbeard, how you living? Mr. Kevin Rowe. Hey, hey, hey. And special guest in the house. I can't pronounce your name, so. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. Good to be here. Thanks for coming, dude. No problem. Do me a favor. Just put the mic up a little bit more towards your face. There we go. Perfect. There you want, go. you can scoot it over. However you need to adjust it, adjust it. Make sure our tips don't touch anymore. Yeah, anyway. Like you can do this right here Anyways, to okay. uh, adjust how you want to set it up. Hey, proud of you for counting in correctly this time. Hey, thanks, man. I got you. Thank you. It's like, I can't spell, you can't There's count. There's one like, thing I went to school for, it's to learn how to count. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I still can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, welcome back. We are the ANA Sports Show, episode 66. I almost said 68. We're not there yet. Uh, who are we? We're an all-sports podcast of the fan, by the fan, and for the fan. Every week, we get together and talk about the good, bad, and the ugly in sports. Leave us a positive <laughs> review on iTunes. Even though, again, we probably are the ugly. We are the ugly. Fully embrace it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, leave us a positive review on iTunes. Anywhere you can, really. Uh, it would go a long way, please. We would appreciate that. We're on the socials as well. AA Sports Show. Anywhere you can find us. Uh, or anywhere on socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and the email is, oh, <laughs> we're not going to make it. Do <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought you were the last All one. Right. So our email is double show at gmail.com. If you don't know how to spell it by now, figure it out. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I'm not going to spell it out. You should be able to spell it double a sports show, even though I can't. So do as I say, not as I do. It's double spelled out with a single a. <laughs> yes. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aaron, uh, yeah, we brought you to the show to um, <laughs> talk about uh, talk about a big topic that's in the sports world right now, but as far as student-athletes, but uh, why don't you tell the world a little bit about yourself and just a little bit of your story, if you don't mind? Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, grew up here, San Antonio. <laughs> I played baseball my whole life. Um, I was able to be fortunate enough to be able to try out over there at UTSA. I made the team. But as a pitcher, um, I injured my shoulder, um, was never able to recover from it. Uh, I still went off to graduate from UTSA, uh, have a degree in uh, mathematics uh, so far. Just recently got married about a year ago. Hey, have, have, a, have a three-year-old daughter. Nice, dude. Just Congrats. Just living life. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all. Playing softball, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. This guy's living high on the hog. Can't play yeah. baseball anymore, man. It's too much family time. Three hours on Sunday. Yeah, That's rough. Enough. That's rough. Yeah, fair enough. I feel that. Plus football time. Uh, yeah. Football <laughs> is like pre- priority number one. Yeah. Right. Family, <coughs> two, football, one. Everything else is three. We're a football family, so they're kind of intertwined. So like, no, nice. If, okay, fair enough. Hey, you're going to be my wife. We're going to watch football on Sundays. Not negotiable. <laughs> Sorry about your bad luck. <laughs> do you have an intro for the highlights? I do. I do. So... <clears throat> In case you very uniquely decided that the best way to get out of your small town was to become the next big mumble rapper, but you found out it's a little bit harder than you thought because your best line so far is, 
These are what you missed from the highlights. Starting off, very, very unfortunately, Mike Trout is out with a season-ending foot surgery, which breaks my heart. That's fucking unfortunate. It really is. It really is. Oh, and we were talking earlier. You might know this. Is Does Trout hold already the all-time leading war for all players? No. Not yet, right? I mean, he's up there for the most war to start his career, but he's not the leader in, for a career yet. Not yet? Okay. I he's still sure. got a ways to go for that. Fair enough. I think it's 72.5, last I checked. Was it? I'll take a look as we're going through the highlights. But, yeah, so, I mean, speedy recovery to Trout. Yeah. Game is losing a great player right So now. here's a question for you. Though, since he's missing the rest of the year, does yes. he still win the MVP? Yes. For me, yes. I think if nobody else steps up, who else is out there? Can that's you, what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if there's nobody else who... I Bregman. Mean, I was like, yeah, there's a few guys. Yeah. Bregman is one of them. If somebody else can match what he's doing, I say match, not be better than, but match what he was doing, then maybe. But I think if nobody matches what he's doing, then he should he should probably still get it. Because, I mean, he's only got, like, what? How many games do they have left now? Like, 10? Something no. like that, yeah. It's you know like less than two weeks. Right. And so, you know, I... Uh, I would still say yes if nobody matches what he's doing. So, okay. Um, so as I'm looking right now, the all-time WAR uh, is Barry Bonds at 162.80. Oh, this is the age though. This is individual. This isn't overall. I'll try to find the overall. Yeah, it's not the right side. Yeah, I'll take a look. Yeah, Kev, you just. No, I I think Trout's gonna win it, but I think. I mean, I didn't mean to disrespect. If he Bregman, hadn't gotten injured twice this year, now he would have probably been unanimous. And I think Bregman's gonna garner a few votes. As uh, he should. For if no other reason, he's on a contending team. Yeah, uh, that's always been the biggest knock on Trout. Trout is the best player in the game, and he has upped his game to another level this year again. Mm-hmm. But. His time away is going to garner some votes away from him, and I think Bregman would be the next uh, candidate. Every MVP poll that I've read, it's Trout, then Bregman, then everybody else. So unless Bregman goes in on an absolute tear and bats a 1,000 and every hits a home run the next two weeks, I don't think he's going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I still say Sam. But anyway, moving on. Next one, dude. So you, oh, you want me to? Okay, because it's yes. soccer. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the Chicago Fire and MLS Club, uh, they've cha- not only changed ownership, but they actually have moved uh, stadiums. They're going to play in Soldier Stadium starting in 2020. I guess some other weird sport called football plays there. I don't know. I don't even know who plays there. Uh, but it's exciting for the club for a couple of reasons. Number one, it makes soccer more relevant inside of Chicago as opposed to outside of Chicago. Uh, you see other teams like, uh, for instance, the Colorado Rapids who play in Commerce City. Um, even though it's, it's said that they play kind of quote-unquote in Denver. Um, but also the big thing is it'll make it uh, a, a 60,000-fan stadium as opposed to the 20,000-fan stadium that they, they were playing at now. So that's going to be a good move for Chicago, especially when traveling teams come in because there'll be more opportunity for, for fans to come and see this game. First off, it's Soldier Field. And second of all, for anybody that's not listening, that's where the Chicago Bears play. It's one of the most iconic stadiums in 
the NFL right now. <laughs> for the very select so, few that did not know. Yeah. For the few who did not know. For the few who are listening to this who didn't know those things already. And of those that are screaming at the radio, it's not Soldier Stadium. <laughs> I got you. Okay. I got you. I just want to say, though, <laughs> if you read on here, it says Soldier Stadium. Okay, but I didn't write that on there, did you? Uh, I put field. Uh-huh. I put field on there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was me. My bad. That was me. <laughs> I blame both of you, you for writing and you for reading you it. You know I can't read. This is nothing new. Then how did you even read it right? Because that's spelling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. I'll read the next one. In the inaugural season of USL League One, North Texas SC won the regular season championship. Good on you. Yeah. That's exciting. Again, soccer in Texas is getting much, much bigger. So it's good to see teams from Texas. Stepping up and making a name in the soccer world. So, hey, yay sports! Yay sports! Hmm? Okay, I got that. Yeah, I got All it. All right, uh, just go to the next one and then I'll come back to that. Spain, congrats to Spain winning the FIFA World Cup. FIBA, 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 the FIBA World Cup. I own a no sport. I own a sports cop. I don't own this, but I do a sports <laughs> podcast, and I didn't know that was a FIBA. <laughs> The FIBA. FIBA World Cup. Mark Saw not only wins an NBA championship, but a world championship in the same year. Congrats to Spain, man. And congrats to Gasol. Congrats to Gasol. That's intense. That's, that's seriously. There are very few people who have ever done that. Yeah. So. There's only two. Him and Lamar Odom. Yeah. True. Yeah, sure enough. So there's only two. Uh, what did Manu win then? Manu won gold with Argentina and then... In the Olympics, I think it was yeah. Olympics. Not, Olympics. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Versus the, the gotcha. World Cup. Um, United States ended up seventh, and yeah, everybody's disappointed yeah. here. But in still these gave states. us a birth to the Olympics, though. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah. the question on this one is will the U.S. do better in next year's Olympics? I'd like to think so, yes. I'd like to think so also. Who's joining the team that wasn't on this year? Fuck, I hope everybody. I mean, I, I've been reading a few comments online saying, you know, back to back summers playing overseas. Or playing not overseas, but yeah, playing overseas. That's a lot of tread on the tires for some guys, so it's mm-hmm. understandable that a lot of them took this summer off. I'd like to think most of them would go back and want to play for Pop, want to play for their country next summer. I just hope it lights a fire under the asses of all the you would hope the so. stars in the NBA to want to support our country because that, I mean, seventh place in this tournament is, I mean, it's really unacceptable. But, I mean, I can't blame what happened because of we didn't have the talent out there. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say half of our best players from the U S didn't play. Yeah. So more than half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you, when, be- when, when your best player is Kimball <laughs> Walker, right. Yeah. You got some issues. Cause yeah. there's about 20 other stars in the NBA that are better than him at least. Right. I do think though, when all of a sudden done great experience for not only pop, but Kerr, uh, to kind of see what it's like to coach on that kind of level, kind of that kind of competition against these kind of players. Um, I think that they'll take from this, and then they will do better when we do go to the Olympics, if they're right. still coaching the Olympics. That's why I think that they're going to do better. I don't well, see... Pop's going to be there. Right, but I yeah. just I don't see those two taking what could be considered as a failure in like this and then not doing anything about it come Olympics. Same. Yeah. So, anyway. <clears throat> so, a couple of... Uh, couple of college football scores. Foosball. Foosball. Uh, we'll just go over some of the bigger highlights. Washington State takes on Houston, the Advocare Texas kickoff. Washington State ends up winning that game 31-14. to 14. No, excuse me, 24. Uh, what was supposed to be an epic offensive battle ended 
14 to 7 at halftime, uh, but both offenses really lit up in the second half uh, to create a pretty interesting game. Clemson handles Syracuse on Syracuse's homecoming, 41 to 6. Alabama rolls the South Carolina Gamecock, 47 to 23. And we'll get into a little bit about Alabama here later in the uh, in the episode. Uh, number three ranked Georgia takes on Arkansas State and just. I bet they wish they didn't even show up. Georgia wins 55 to zero. LSU takes on Northwestern state wins that 65 to 14. Joe Burrow goes 21 of 24 for 373 yards, two touchdowns. He has the most passing yards of any LSU quarterback in the first three games and LSU's illustrious history. Oklahoma takes on Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins. Oklahoma wins that game 48-14. to Jalen Hurts puts on another clinic on how to play quarterback. Ohio State takes on Indiana, ends up winning that game 51-10, to scoring 23 in the second and 21 in the third. Notre Dame takes on New Mexico, New Mexico, the Lobos, and wins 66-14. Auburn takes care of business against Kent State at home 55-16. to Florida on a nail-biter, ends up beating Kentucky 29-21 to in revenge from a game last year. Uh, the downside of this is that Florida quarterback and potential Heisman hope for Felipe Franks goes down with a season-ending uh, injury. Which also plays into what we'll be talking about later. It will. It will indeed. Uh, Utah takes on Idaho State. I didn't even know Idaho State had a football team, but they end up taking care of business 31-0. to Texas takes care of the Rice Owls in the game of nerds versus... Spoiled kids, 48 to 13. Penn State, another nail biter, takes on Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh at home, wins that game 17 to 10. Oregon takes on the Montana Grizz, wins that game 35 to 3. Uh, Texas AM again takes care of business, 62 to 3 over Lamar. Uh, another staple win and a big, a really big statement, as a matter of fact, for the UCF Golden Knights. They took on Stanford at home. Won that game 45 to 27. And an upset and a twice in a row, two years in a row, Arizona State beats Michigan State 10 to 7 uh, in uh, Michigan's home field. In the uh, Cyhawk uh, Bowl, Iowa takes on Iowa State, ends up winning that game 18 to 17, which was a great game for those of you who didn't get to watch. Another interesting game, Maryland, the 21st ranked this week, the 21st ranked Maryland Terrapins? Ter- Terrapins? I think that's how it said. Yeah. Uh, takes on the Temple Owls uh, in uh, actually at the same field that the uh, good catch same field that um, the Eagles play on in Philadelphia and win that game 20 to 17. This is the fifth game in a row where Maryland was ranked and they lost that game. Um, I mean, obviously, the first two games were extraordinary. He scored like 120 something points in the first two games. And uh, ended up losing that game by three. Uh, again, in what was supposed to be an offensive struggle, uh, the, at halftime, the score was Temple 7, Maryland 2. Uh, Boise State takes on Portland State, wins that one 45 to 10. Washington takes care of business against Hawaii, who had been knocking off some stellar SEC teams 52 to 20. And for another big upset, BYU takes on 24th ranked USC Trojans, loses that game in overtime 30 to 27. I just hear Urban Wire like already walking to campus. And then last but not least, the Virginia Cavs goes uh, takes on the Florida State Seminoles. Virginia wins that game 31 to 24, scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter. Those are your college foosball stats for the next week. Uh, nice thing about college football now is that a lot of these teams are start getting into conference play, so you're gonna start seeing a lot more 
quality games coming up here. Um, you know, a big one is going to be Utah and USC coming up. Uh, you have Tennessee and Florida. Can Tennessee bounce back and play like they're supposed to, especially now that Florida is missing their star quarterback? Michigan, Wisconsin. I was like, Michigan, Wisconsin. Michigan's off to slow starts in every game so far, but they keep on finding a way to win. Wisconsin's given up exactly zero points on the year so far. Uh, Auburn takes on Texas A&M uh, at Aggieland, home of the 12th man. You start seeing guys like uh, Texas take on Oklahoma State. One of my more favorite games that's coming up is going to be the seventh-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Georgia Bulldogs. This is the first time that Notre Dame and its illustrious career has ever played between the hedges. That's the first time they've ever gone to Georgia to play a game. Uh, I believe right now that Georgia is favored in that game by 14. So, yeah, be prepared for college football to start getting a little more interesting. There's not as many cupcakes coming up unless you're the Alabama Crimson Tide, um, which, again, this week play Chick-fil-A's flag football team. Uh, That was last week. Who are they playing this week? Oh, I'll have to take a look. You know, it actually might be fucking O'Connor's team, to be honest. I'm not sure who. (laughs) O'Connor's JV? Yeah, O'Connor's backup JV team. But anyway. So, yeah, college football is getting better. We're all excited about it. And if you're not, you should be. Yeah. Anyway, let's swing over to the NFL. We'll give you scores later, but we got some news. Uh, if anybody like you was basically living under the rock or working on his whatever, like Alex was saying, trying to be a mumble rapper. The there next you go. Big mumble rapper. Drew Brees is expected to have is going to have thumb surgery and going to miss approximately at least six weeks. <clears throat> ben Roethlisberger is going to have season-ending elbow surgery, so he's out for the year question is 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 he out forever now there's some speculation that he might be done because of some of the comments that he made now because now he's saying he wants to be a mentor for uh mason rudolph you know he wants to be more he's also said come out and said that he's gearing up to be ready for the 2020 season now yeah so i don't know we'll We'll see see. um sam darnold darnold is out indefinitely with mono Mm -hmm. his backup trevor simeon uh, suffered an ankle injury in Monday Night Football, and he's going to be out for mm-hmm. the year. Severe ligament damage is gross, what they called dude. it. Yeah, yeah that was ankle gross. just... It, I don't know how that dude walked off the he field. He walked off dude, the field. It's got to be... He walked to the tunnel. He walked off the field. It's got to be adrenaline. Under his own power. It's yeah, got to be adrenaline. I don't know how he did it, but he you was out. That? Yeah, he's, I saw that. He's going to be out for the year. Whatever it was, it was gross. Um, news I just read was uh, Paxton Lynch was signed by Pittsburgh to be on the practice squad. I imagine he's going to be the backup here soon. Hey. Well, here's a big one. He's not going to start because you got no. Mason Rudolph, who you're he's not. invested your future in. But. Yeah. Well, here's one for you guys. So, for those of you who might not know, this upcoming game this week, uh, the New York football giants have decided to bench Eli Manning and start the Rook, the Daniel new Jones. Cat, Daniel Jones. I remember that New York doing this two years ago, trying to start a Rook instead of Eli. And they ended up going back to Eli. Mm-hmm. Well, here's well the that thing. was just a lot of backlash from everybody, including the owner. And that's why uh, uh, Ben McAdoo was fired mm-hmm. shortly after that. <laughs> so, But the big question is right now is some teams might be willing to put a package together, some kind of package, obviously not a great one, but to pick up Eli Manning because they might be like this much better than whomever it is now. So you might, you know, Steelers might get him for a one-year deal. Jets, Jets. might get him. I think he would like to stay in New York if at all possible. So I heard I mean, the, the Jets, Jets could maybe be interested. The Jags yeah. are another one. The Jag, yeah, exactly. So there are some teams, you know, and the other big one is potentially Indy, 
where his brother played for so long. They have a great relationship with the Manning family. I don't see that just because of what they invested in Jacoby Brissett. I don't either, but they have these possibilities that could potentially play out. A couple of like dots connecting here and there. Not that they will, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with with Eli Manning. Because from some of the comments that he made, it doesn't sound like he's done playing football yet. No. I don't think he is. In his mind, he's not. In his right. mind, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, his field on his play on the field might dictate otherwise. But you know, one of the big reasons I think they sat him right now, he is an even five hundred as a starting quarterback. He's an even five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think they might not start him because I don't think they want to give him a losing record. Round the table, yes or no answer? <clears throat> is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Two Super Bowls, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I see. Yeah, as well. Yes. Yes, I don't like it, but yeah. Because, eh. okay, because I heard a long time ago this phrase, and I think it, it's a really great like description of who should make it into the Hall of Fame for any sport. If you're writing the story of the sport, a Hall of Fame or somebody that you have to include in the story, and on some level, I don't feel like you have to include Eli Manning in the story. But do you have to include Eli Manning in the New York Giants story? Sure. So should he yes. be a... New York Giants Hall of Famer? Sure. But an NFL Hall of Famer, it's like it's maybe He's it's, not as much of a slam dunk as he would have been if he had retired five years ago. I would agree with that. Had he retired five years ago, sure. Keep in mind he also derailed the Patriots. Randy Moss, yeah, Tom Brady. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Undefeated season. Yeah. Yeah. But one him. game does not a Hall of Famer make. If it's in the Super Bowl, it does. Not necessarily. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, there are a lot of quarterbacks who are in the NFL who either A, didn't win a Super Bowl or win one, mm-hmm. one Super Bowl. Who? Let me ask you, is Trent Dilfer a uh, Hall of Famer? No. Okay, there you go. Yeah, 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 that's a great argument. But anyway. Anyways. Yeah, he, didn't, he had help. He had Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, he did. Manning have, yeah. didn't have help. Who's that? Manning didn't have help. Oh, I was talking about Eli. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Brandon Jacobs, the running back. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Now I'm with you. <laughs> I'm okay. You're okay? Hey. I'm okay. Hey, LA Stadium has a new name. Inglewood, well, California. SoFi Stadium uh, will be the largest naming rights deal in the NFL for a fucking lot of money that I don't have the number to, but yeah. The a deal was negotiated money. by Legend which is a company that is owned by Jerry Jones. Of course it is. Of, of course. course it was. Of course. Jerry it was. Jones has his hand in everything in the NFL. Honestly. It's kind of unreal how much influence he has on literally everything. But I mean when you're around that long, fuck more power to you. And when you're a smart businessman. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I hate to say it, but he's a smart dude. Guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Aside from and his son too. You know. They're both. Yeah. He knows how to run a business. I don't know if he knows how to run a football team, but well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, true. Do you have the week two results? Have a, have a oh, question. Well, now you got, say that. Yeah. I got would, two more highlights too, by the way. Okay. After week one, do you think Jerry Jones would have paid Zeke his money? After yes. Seeing, after seeing what Dak did on week one, you think Jerry Jones was like, dude? I don't understand why Dak still isn't paid. Yeah. I really don't. You think he's a forty million dollar quarterback? No. That's what he's asking. But yeah, he's I don't not think he's Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, is he, he is. really? Yeah. He turned down $30 million. At first, I was like, oh, he turned down $30 million for two years. But he turned down $30 million a year. Well, yeah. 
So he wants to be the highest paid quarterback in yeah. the NFL. And you know and what? Right now he's playing like it. Right now he's playing, he playing like, like it. He's yeah. playing like he wants that money. I, I will also say though, look at the teams who he's played against. Once he does this against a like a Bears defense or a Saints defense or a better defense than the Giants and the Dolphins, then I'll believe that hype more. Those Giants and Redskins, it's gonna get even worse this weekend yeah, against the so, Dolphins. You know, <laughs> like I said, like if if he can continue to do this all year long. Sure. As soon as he does this against a big time defense, I think then maybe they'll pay him his money. But you right know now, what? maybe that's why uh, Jerry Jones is waiting. I think that might be it. I honestly do. Like I think they're waiting to see can you do this versus. I mean, everything they said. They're oh, we're we're gonna get a deal done this week. Are you? Though? Another week went by. Oh, we're gonna get it done this week. Here we are, midway through that second week, and I don't see any progress yet. I don't so, know. yeah, I don't see it until after. The Saints game? Yeah, exactly. Week that's four, kind of my week thing. five. I think it'll be closer to... Well, even if it's the Saints, you're not playing Drew Brees' the Saints. Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing but is, you're not, you're playing you don't play Teddy Drew Brees directly if you're right. back. You're playing their defense, and their defense is one of the better ones in the league. And that's more the point. It's, even if he loses the game, but he still plays really well, I think then they might sign him. To play on that point, I think that an offense kind of dictates your defense also, because if you keep your offense in your, on the field... You don't get to play their defense as much. Yes, you're making first downs. You're converting. You control the clock. You're running the ball. You're throwing, passing the ball while everything's going right. True. You don't. You keep their offense off the field. If your defense is always on the field, get tired. Yep. I agree with that to a point. But then you get a game like the Rams and the Chiefs last year. That was like hundred some odd points. Yeah, hundred and four. Every now and then you'll get a game like that, and it's like, okay, well, offense didn't dictate defense at all because there was no fucking defense. Right. Literally <laughs> none. Literally sucks so far. Anyway. All right, so you couple okay. others? Yeah, my two more. Um, Kind of on this injury bug list that we got going on, uh, U.S. Women's National Team star Alex Morgan, she's now out for at least the rest of the season, even potentially into the next season with uh, some stress patella in her right knee. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I'm just everybody's getting injured right now, yeah. and it's, I'm kind of curious as to what's going on. It's just that time of year. I I really think it is. <laughs> but uh, and my favorite news of the week, and this is technically a sport, even though it's a made up sport. After 22 years of battling, Ash Ketchum finally wins. Oh fuck off! <laughs> finally wins, and now he is a literal Pokemon master. Congratulations to Ash Ketchum and company. I have no idea what you're years. talking about right now. It's Pokemon, dude. Where oh, okay. was your child? <laughs> <laughs> Ash Ketchum, for 22 and, years, has been trying to... we just lost about 50% of our fan base right I now. I don't give a shit. If you don't like Pokemon, don't listen. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's a cartoon, Pokemon, little fake monsters, and it took him 22 years to win one. You know, he got like this second... Or I think second or third place is the highest he ever got in any of his competitions. It's not that it particularly matters, but... Fascinating. I loved it. Okay. It made me happy. It made my childhood happy. So, go Ash. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 22 years, and he still looks like he's fucking 12. Yeah, he's... <laughs> somehow he's remained 10 years old for 22 years, so that's awesome. All right. Week two. How do we do? All right. As far as our results, we all went three and two. Nice. We all went three and two. We all went three and two. I guess we did. Two. I'll take it. Yeah, we all we, went three and two. I'll take it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So uh, for locks this week, I had the Patriots. Alex had the Chiefs, and Anthony had the Packers, and we all won those. 
Our upset picks, I had the Bears in one. Alex had the Vikings and missed that. And Anthony had the Giants and missed that. We all had the Titans, and we all missed that one. Uh, I had the Saints and lost that one. These two had the Rams in one, and we all picked the Browns to win on Monday, and we got that. So uh, we were all 3-2 and two this week. Uh, overall, that puts me and Anthony at six and four, and Alex at six three and one. Fuck yeah! You are a half game ahead of yeah, us. Don't even don't say even fuck yeah. You're gonna lose start. it this week. I'm, I don't remember. But I don't know. I'm at the top, so I feel like I get to talk shit. <laughs> how I don't do know you feel? That's how that works. How do you feel about ties in football? Not soccer. Football. At, the, at the end of the day, football is so much of a. A grueling sport, you're not going to want to play another quarter in football. It's there should be something done for it, maybe like penalty kicks. But do you want to see that in the game? But are so, you going to want to do yeah, all of really that do. and come away with nothing? They should have played the game better. <laughs> Thank you. See, <laughs> thank you. If you're not good enough to win, you don't win. That's I almost would like to see, like, okay, I like to see if they goal. went that extra, they went that extra quarter and nothing happened let's play like college now yeah first score wins or whatever or like a field goal off you no know? line up for a line field up for off. highest score nice. at the end of line each up for like a 45 oh, yeah. session yeah. or whatever and it keeps so. going back five yards yeah oh, why man. not why not line up for like a 30 yarder if you can make it make it if you can miss or if you miss Dude, that's just a <laughs> kicking competition that's just yeah. something so? that they do no yeah i wouldn't call that one People I would go, go rather. People go to concessions once kicks start. Yeah, they don't want to see that. That's exciting though. I'd, li- I'd like to no. see that. So one on one receiver versus DB, or go seven on seven. Ooh. A real quick Ooh. seven on seven. Ooh. Oh, just but then you're trying to kind of take away the sport. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it eleven on eleven, but start it. Let's do red zone offense. Or First one to have more points at the end of each possession wins. Or just automatic go for two. After after one overtime, just automatic go for two. Yeah, but the problem is most of the time it's hard for them to even no, get I mean to like, an end zone. Go no, go straight to the two point. That's line. why they tied in the first place. Go right? straight to the two point. There's one exactly. Play. Yeah, just one okay, play. That's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> overtime, you get either one way. play. Either way, either way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like ties, but it's moving on. Better than our Welcome. stupid. Trying to figure out how to fix it. So yeah, it's not like there's not a it's team whatever. full of guys. Anyway, so let's this. go over the scores. You had the Buccaneers top the Panthers twenty to fourteen. You had the Cowboys beating the Redskins thirty one to twenty one. The Texans beat the Jaguars thirteen to twelve. Jaguars missed the two point conversion there at the end of the game. <laughs> it went in. It went in. You saw the video. No, it did not. Forty <laughs> ers beat the Bengals forty one to seventeen. The Lions beat the Chargers thirteen to ten in a big upset. The Packers beat the Vikings 21 to 16. The Colts beat the Titans 19 to 17 even with Adam Vinatieri missing two extra points and a field goal. Uh Patriots beat up on the Dolphins 43 to nothing. So for those that are not keeping track, the Patriots have now played four quarters of football and given up three points. Four quarters of football? Eight quarters of football. Sorry, okay. math is hard. Same. Yeah, no, trust me. I'm not. <laughs> Eight quarters of football and giving up three points. That's insane. Uh, the Bills topped the Giants 28-14 to in a, in a return to MetLife for a second road game in a row. <laughs> the Seahawks beat the Steelers 28-26. to 
uh, without Ben Roethlisberger after like the first quarter. So that was a pretty tight game mm-hmm. considering. Yeah. <clears throat> the Ravens beat the Cardinals 23-17. to uh, Lamar Jackson had another big game. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 28-10. to Bears beat the Broncos 16-14 to on a game-winning field goal by Nick Pinheiro. Talk about redemption for the Bears, man. Honestly. It was like Bears 58 yards or something like that? 56, 58 yards? Something 53, like I think it was what it was. I think yeah. it was 53. Rams beat up on the Saints 27-9 without Drew Brees in the rematch of the NFC title game. Uh, the Falcons uh, held on and beat the Eagles 24-20. to And the Browns absolutely stomped on the Jets in MetLife 23-23. to those are your NFL scores for week two. So I wouldn't say stomped on. I wouldn't say stomped. Yeah. I mean, they won, but the I, didn't, I say stomped. Baker didn't have a great. He game. did not. He didn't. But that defense stomped. Yeah, that's true. They didn't stop Le'Veon Bell. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Le'Veon. True. I did pretty good in one of my leagues with him. So. Yeah, mm. is they won for sure and handily, but they won handily. But yeah, it stomped is forty-three to zero by my New England on Miami. That's yeah. stomped. So next week's games for our pick'em game, we have picked the Falcons versus the Colts, the Rams versus the Browns, and the Bears. Excuse me, the Bears versus the. I lost it. Who are they playing? Bears versus the Redskins. And so for our three picks, I have the Colts in that first game. Alex and Anthony both of the Falcons. I have the Browns. Both of them have the Rams. And we all have picked the Bears. Let's go Dirty Birds. Surprise up, Dirty Birds. So my locks, my lock for this week was the Patriots. And my upset was the Giants. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a good game. Anthony, do you remember your picks? I honestly don't know. Okay. Anthony picked first this week. Like we agreed, we're going to take turns picking yes. first. Yep. Anthony <laughs> picked first. His locks is the Chiefs. His upset are the Texans. Okay. I'm good with that. You remember yours? I do not. Okay. Alex's lock today uh, for week three were the Cowboys to beat up on the Dolphins, and his upset were the Cardinals to beat the Panthers. Yes. So just for shits and giggles, let's do his too. What were the What were the three games? All right. So Colts, Falcons. Well, who you got? Falcons. Yeah. yeah Falcons. Okay. My fucking guy. Dude. This guy gets it. Browns, Rams. Rams. Okay. Smart. Bears, Redskins. Bears. Okay. So you're with them on all three. See, I. Uh, my, that's a tough one. I still think that the red. If we get any of these games wrong, I bet you it's going to be the Redskins beating the Bears. I believe that they've scored. I more hope you're points. wrong because that would mean I miss all three. Fair enough. But <laughs> my whole thing is like they've played against solid defense. They played against the Cowboys' defense, which is arguably top five in the league right now, and they still scored twenty something on them. Right. The Bears haven't scored more than twenty points yet. And they haven't exactly played solid defenses. I mean, they have the best defense, but they haven't played against extraordinary defenses yet. So if you can't score, your quarterback is obviously a huge hole. Case Keenum is playing really well right now. The only problem is that Geis is out with the knee injury. Peterson's in, but you can still rely on Peterson for two, three, four yards of carry. He might even be able to break one or two off. Who's home? I think it's in Washington. In Washington? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a tough one. If you do you have an idea of the schedule? You want to do a, a lock and, a, and an upset? Oof, I haven't. Let me look at the schedule real quick. We'll give you some time. By the way, who's your team? Cowboys. Cowboys, okay. 
While he's doing that, so I'll, or go ahead. Well, yeah, go ahead. I want to play a little start bench cut because there have been a lot of injuries going on right now. There's a lot of movement in the NFL right now. Dude, yeah, we haven't played that since I joined the show. I was about to say, I, let's I, do. I, I want to play some freaking little, start bench cut. Let's do a little start bench cut. Okay, let's do start bench cut quarterbacks just for shits and giggles right now. Okay. Start bench cut quarterback. Let's go with um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the running back from Baltimore, quote unquote running back. Uh-huh. See what I did there? <laughs> and then, uh, so for the, uh, Lamar Jackson. And then uh, let's go <laughs> Dak Prescott. Start Ooh. bench cut Prescott, Jackson, Mahomes. Mm. I'll go first. I say start Mahomes. Bench really? Prescott and uh, cut Jackson. Okay. Okay. What do you got? I'm really surprised you went there. Ken. I'll be the start bench cut master for this one because I have a few lined up that, already. That's rough cutting Jackson. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's that is rough. rough, man. I'm surprised he benched Dak. Yeah, I don't know if you, you thought I was going to start him. I thought you were going to start no. him. No. I think against Mahomes the Dolphins? against the Dolphins. No, not, not just this week. We're talking no, in general. Overall. In general, like right. if oh, you okay. had a team, quarterback as a whole, who would you right. want for your team right now? If you had to pick between those three, uh, you have to you have to go with Lamar. I mean, he's young, he's fearless, he throws the ball well. I think you start him, and you have Mahomes. You bench Mahomes and you cut Dak. Really? really? Okay. Okay. Wow. See, I like Dak's leadership. I think his X factors. Put him in the lineup. I think you want him on your bench to kind of help uh, guide that team. Mahomes' skill set is, I mean, out off the charts, man. Yeah, I mean, it's that's I, that's why I start him. You you have to start this guy. He is probably the best quarterback in the league, and probably going to be for several years. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, while he's had two great games, that's great. I want to see it over a full season or a half a season or just give me some more sample size on him before I can trust him to be on my team. Fair enough. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start Zach, bench, bench Patrick, and uh, cut Lamar. Next one, go. See, I would go start Mahomes, bench Dak, cut Lamar. Okay. Although I would like to see, because I think that Dak will play better against some better defenses than Lamar might, um, although you can't knock anything that he's done so far. Uh, kind of to your point, I do like Dak's intangibles. Okay, number two. Let's go with uh, Luke Falk, the New York Jets' Third supposed stringer. starting Third quarterback stringer. at this point. So Luke Falk. Let's go with uh, Gardner Minshew, and let's go with um, Carly Murray. Yeah, easy. It's Murray, fun. Minshew, and Falk. Okay, same. I'm going Murray Minshew Falk too. Yep. See, I'm going Minshew Murray Falk. Really? Okay. I think that if you look at the way that Minshew has taken a hold of that team, the ice that runs in his veins for that last drive, like I think he's going to be a cold. I think he's going to be a bad motherfucker in the NFL if he continue to get starts. I think he's going to be a bad motherfucker in the NFL in like two years. I don't. I think Curry is Curry. <laughs> That's not sorry. <laughs> not Curry. Kyler Murray, which put <laughs> together <laughs> is Curry. Wrongsburg. <laughs> if you add, anyway, if you add Kyler and Murray... We anyway, get it. Move on. So, <laughs> I think his ceiling is capped. I don't think that he will be an all-time great. I think that he very well could hit average. I don't think that he... What you got? 
I agree with you, but I think his ceiling is still higher than Minshew. See, I think that Minshew's got a higher... I think his passing ability is going to be better, and I think that he's got this like <coughs> dog in him that Kyler Murray doesn't quite get. And I don't know if that can something that Kyler can kind of pick up from the NFL, kind of pick up from the guys around him, from the coaching staff. I don't know what it is, but Minshew's got that dog. Because he, I mean, he comes out, he's you know looking like a 70s porn star. I mean, like, he's walking with, like, half-cut shirts. He doesn't give a fuck. This you know dude, who he reminds me of? Who? Fitzpatrick. Kind of, yeah. I could see that. And that's why I say Murray over that, because I think Murray's going to be a starting quarterback in the league no matter where he goes. I, I think Minshew's going to be that super backup like Fitzpatrick, like John Kitna, like those ones that come in when the superstar quarterback is injured. And can hold up your team, Nick Foles. I I can see that point, but I think that he's got more in him than that. Okay. I think he can. I think he might not be a superstar, but I think he's one of those guys that give him a couple of tools and average to above average defense, and you have a very scary team. I think that this week will be a big test for him. I think that seeing how he plays with a full week under his belt. Number one reps with that defense, even though there's some with uh, Jalen Ramsey requesting a trade, I watch out for that team. You got okay. another round? Huh? You got another round? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb, and let's go. I'm trying to think. Who is the most like those guys? Let's go Joe Mixon. Bell, Chubb, Mixon. Bell, Chubb, Mixon? Chubb, Bell, Mixon. Chubb, Bell, Mixon. I love Georgia running backs. I do, too. I love Georgia running backs. I got Chubb, Bell, Mixon. Mixon? Not not Nixon? Mixon. M-I-X-O-N. Gotcha. Like, mixing up a batch. Gotcha. But, yeah. No, I think that... Yeah, like you said, I really like Sonny Michelle, Todd Gurley... All three running backs for Georgia like three years ago who played now in the NFL all scored a touchdown last week. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. See, I like Nick Chubb. I do, but I halfway through the season, he's not even going to be the starter. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I, I think Le'Veon that... Bell will be a starter on any team he's on. If you put him on the Browns right now, mm-hmm. he'd be the starter over uh, Chubb. I'm not sure if I agree with that because I think more teams are heading to more committee running back styles is kind of going with the hot hand. I Also, you have more tools. Why are you going to waste this guy and you can give him a rest and make his career last longer in turn make your team just a better team overall? Yeah, but I don't see that staying in a in a, a tandem in, in Cleveland because you can't pay both of them what they're both going to want. Uh, I think eventually one of them is going to get traded or released. and I got one more round. They're going to try to get a draft pick from them. And I think it would be Chubb. I don't think you trade away Chubb. I don't, think, I, I don't think they do this year or even next year, but I think after that they do. I think get rid of Cream Hunt. Even if even if Cream Hunt's phenomenal, I think he's too much of a liability. Yeah, that's yeah I agree I, with that. Okay, so here's one for you. <clears throat> Will Greer, who very well may be starting for the Carolina Panthers next week with a re-injured... Cam Newton foot. Uh, oh, fuck. I said his name earlier. What's the cat from Pittsburgh? Uh, oh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Uh, or 
Who's a good third? <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say either Teddy or uh, Josh Rosen. Let's go with Teddy Bridgewater since they're going to be the starters. So Rosen's Teddy, a fucking starter. I know. Dude. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, they would still be because yeah. I think at some point he will be the starter in Miami. I think that they're going to eventually bench Fitzpatrick because um, they have to find out if he's going to be the guy, which I think they already have a pretty good idea, but you still got to give him a shot. So Greer, Teddy Bridgewater, or uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Bridgewater, other guy. Solely based off of uh, Rudolph's tweet. What did he, he say? He tweeted out like a picture of Rudy and him. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's go time or something. Immediate fan of that guy. Okay. I'll base it on week two's results, and I would say Rudolph, Teddy, and then uh, Greer. Okay. Just for sole facts, Rudolph kept them in that game against the Saints. Right. Uh, I mean, the Saints were playing the Rams, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to stay with them on that. But, I mean, you only score three field goals. So. Right. Yeah, you got to score at least a touchdown, Teddy. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I agree with you. I go with Mason. or Mason. Rudolph. Rudolph Bridgewater. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then cut the. And then cut Greer. Yeah, cut, cut Greer. Greer. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm going to cut Bridgewater. I'm going to bench Greer and start uh, Rudolph because I wanted Bridgewater to be great when he came out of college. I wanted him to be great so bad, but what I saw in that last game versus that that Rams defense—I mean, he did fucking zero. Like I was wholly unimpressed with what he did. I they were touting him as like this great backup. I'd rather the Saints play Tyson Hill than Teddy Bridgewater right now. I think he. Is more explosive. I think he adds a little more charisma and a little more X factor to the thing. And I think that he'd be a better quarterback than Bridgewater right now. You so. know who Bridgewater reminds me of? RG three. He says he's like so phenomenal, so talented. We could just never put it all right. together. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, even kind of same build too. As yeah, a matter of fact. yeah. They're so. both. Vince Young, another yeah. one. Yeah, God, that was a damn shame. Uh, Vince Young never had no vision of the field, but man. You know, I also really Jamarcus Russell. I wanted him to be great too. I thought he could have been a fucking stud. He was a monster. Yeah, I'll Dante Culpepper so taking him one one. Yeah, <laughs> but like Dante Culpepper esque, just that big. Like, yeah, that'd have been cool. But man, did you ever terrible. get your lock? in? you have a you have teams that? Yes, I do have teams. You're not allowed to say the Cowboys are a lock. No, no, but they are a lock. Okay, Thank here you. is the lock. Um, Bills taking over the Bengals. I think Bills start off three zero. Yeah. Okay. And here, here's the upset. The Broncos are going to take the, take it to the pack. Okay. okay. Broncos over the Packers? Mm-hmm. Wow. I could see that. Broncos winning in Lambeau. Nice. Yeah. I could see that. Cool. So, real quick, just to review our week three projections again. We said, never mind. That's all right. For our, <laughs> for all of our picks? We did them, right? Yeah, yeah we, we already did them. Yeah, we did them. Cool. Yeah, we did them. Okay. If you don't remember them, just rewind. I was like, yeah. listen back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right. right. It's all right. It's we'll all be all right. We're in the middle of football season, but we're also in the middle of baseball season. Well, this, well toward the end, but yeah, toward go the on. end. Toward Does the baseball end. ever really end? It's getting to the Never better ends. part of Never baseball ends. season. It's in your heart. It's right here. It's right here. You got a son. This got creepy. Oh, man. So creepy. Hey, we <laughs> should whisper for the rest of the show. This baseball season, let's go check out our friends over at baseball. I'm not going to do that the whole time. I'm just like, <laughs> 30. <laughs> <and> 30. <laughs> Fucking Matt Sandow. 
What are you doing? I hate you. Baseball Lisbon is an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you love baseball like we do, or even if you just like it, you should be wearing Baseball Lisbon. It's America's brand, the official off-the-field brand for baseball. Go check out their Roberto Clemente collection. It's available now. And also go check out their uh, Rally Ribbon Gold Cap and shirt available through the rest of September to support Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. For every cap sold, $10 will be donated to Alex's Lemonade Stand. Once again, it's not our Alex. It's another one. A nonprofit organization dedicated to supplying funds for cancer research. Also, they just opened up a store in Inglewood. The yes, they did. Inglewood's uh, Spectrum, or yes, Irving Spectrum. Yeah, so for all of our California listeners in the L.A. area, which I'm not even sure if we have any. But we do. We, we do. do. We have a couple in L.A. Or not L.A., but in yeah, California. Yeah. Woodland Hills, I think, is something like that. Okay. But anyway. But yeah, go check them out. Very cool that they just opened that. Uh, while you're there shopping at baseballism.com, use our prom- promo code AA Sports. Our initials AASPORTS for a 15 1-5% discount on your first order. If you're not ready to order just yet, like us, make sure to go follow them on other socials. They're very active on Instagram and Twitter with new releases every week. If you broke boy status, yeah, <laughs> make sure to like it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I went and tried to order a shirt, they sewed out of it. Damn. Yeah. I, st- I got to get that Atticus shirt. I keep yeah. talking about it this week. I went to go look up the Believe in Baseball because I got a nice. I got a gift card for my for my birthday. Nice. And I wanted. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting. I'm nice. finally getting the shirt sold out. Nice. Damn it. That'll happen. So yeah. So Anyways. speaking of California. Speaking of California. California. Big news came out of California. Not big news, but eh. well, no, that's pretty big news. It's pretty big news. It comes up often enough that it it remains extraordinarily yeah. relevant. So. So California just recently passed a bill to the governor's desk. I'm honestly not sure of all the details, but that's what I wrote down. Uh, the Fair Pay to Play Act, which wouldn't, come effect, which wouldn't come into effect until 2023, but would basically allow student athletes to sign endorsement deals and make money off of their name and brands. We, want, we talked about this beforehand uh, on a previous episode, but we wanted to bring it back because obviously it's a big topic right now. And we brought Aaron on this week because he was a—he's a former student athlete. You weren't on scholarship, but we wanted to bring you on anyways and uh, get your thoughts as a former student athlete. So, just a continued discussion of should student athletes get paid on top of their scholarships? I was like, the short first. answer is yes. They—you sh- absolutely should pay student athletes. Really? But, but the problem is—is is, this is a perfect example? I think they should not get paid by the school. The reason being is. California, um, how much, who dictates how much you get paid in California? Who dictates how much you get paid in Texas? Because there's obviously a huge cost of living difference there. And that's just so much regulation and red tape. And then you have these bigger schools like Alabama, or if you want to go to a smaller school like UTSA, who's to say Alabama's not going to play their players more than UTSA? Is that fair to the student? Is that not? But I do love what uh, California is doing this is the first time I heard about it allowing the students to actually go out market themselves get endorsement deals and represent a brand as well as their name I think that's that's phenomenal I mean why why wouldn't you do that in the first place I was like in South Carolina also did something very similar they, they're passing a bill that's essentially the same thing I don't know if yeah. it was one waiting for the other if it's kind of been in the works already but, but South Carolina is doing the same thing and there's been a lot of Backlash, but a lot of very quick responses by a lot of people. I mean, Tim Tebow is so against the whole idea of athletes getting paid for this. Um, 
And it's kind of interesting. I mean, he was essentially the greatest college quarterback of all time and, and speculate. I mean, That's a lot debatable. of reports. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're, they're, he could have made a killing yeah. in college with that Florida brand, with the Nike brand, with how popular he was, how polarizing he was. A lot of people loved him. A lot of people didn't. But you still tuned in to watch Florida. And he even brought it up when he was talking on ESPN. I think it was on Mike and, uh, was it, uh, Get up in the morning. Yeah. I think they were talking to Mike Greenberg and all them. Uh, he was saying, "Yeah, at one point my jersey was right, right up there with the rest of them. It was Kobe and LeBron and me. Yeah, and I didn't get a dime, and he was happy with that. Right. Well, what he's not really coming out and saying is he wasn't really hard up or in cash or anything like that when he was in college. He didn't really. And he got a saying. lot of backlash for that when." After he came out and said all that, so his financial situation, it doesn't hurt. It didn't hurt him right. either way because he didn't need the money. There are athletes out there that do, and I do agree that they should get paid for their likeness, video games, their jersey, their entity, because they're putting their names out there. I think they should get paid by those companies for that. I don't agree agree with the endorsements. I don't think they should be doing endorsements. But that, how do you get paid off a of likeness if it's not an endorsement? Video games, yeah, jerseys. Like, yeah, it's okay. it's it's you without being you. you know so, what I'm so you don't think that they should go do promotions, say like kind of like a meet and greet, and it's like, oh Nike, I want you to come over here, represent Nike, wear our gear, just come over here, talk about our campaign. No, let them do the that deal in the pros. I was like the deal's not with the no. student athlete; the deal's with the school. With the school, yeah, but they're talking about. Actual endorsements with the player themselves, like like the sneaker deals that all these NBA players are doing. Well, I mean, it could be a conflict of interest. Because let's say your school is endorsed by Nike. You have Nike gear, right? But then Under Armour, because that's personally your favorite, comes up and says, hey, we want you to endorse our stuff. That could be considered a conflict of interest, I think, on some level. I agree. So I don't know about necessarily like signings or getting endorsements from things like that because of that potential conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, I, I do think on some level, well, two, two things. Number one, I think we would be ignorant to say that student athletes across the country don't get paid in some way, shape, or form by somebody off the books, whether that be meals from boosters, cars, uh, trips, something, you know, parents maybe get a nice car because, you know, they may or may not convince you to go, or, you know, we'll give your mom a car because... You decided to come here. Yeah, without a doubt that happens. Right. And you hear about it all the time. Coaches getting caught, like, you know, doing that kind of stuff, paying athletes under the table, you know, having the assistant medical trainer's assistant give them a check in the, you know, weight room after a workout, something like that. And then you think about it, too. A lot of these athletes are going to these schools on scholarships. They are paying for their school. Exactly. They are getting paid in a sense. It's just not physical money in their pocket. Exactly. Money's not going to them. Like, if, if you want to get endorsement, that's fine. Because I see it one way or the other. If you want to get endorsed, if you want to get money from your likeness, have at it. But I think that's right that, for them to get money for their likeness. But I don't think that you should then... Okay, let me write. Maybe not for the likeness. Actually. Like, if you're in a video game, then you should get paid for that. Yes. Like, if, you, if that jersey sells, you should get paid for that. But... If you think that you should be getting paid to do this, then you I don't think that you should be allowed to get a scholarship from school. I'm with that. Because it's kind of okay. one or the other. My biggest problem with this is you're already on scholarship. You're getting a free tuition 
while others in other classmates are not. Right. So to say that he's getting money on top of his scholarship that he's going to not have to pay back, I'm going to have to pay back financial aid 15, 20 years mm-hmm. from now. I'm not okay with that. Right. That's where yes. I, that's that's where I'm at with it. Now I do have one. Okay, so you you got injured. Mm-hmm. Did you have to have any surgeries, anything like that? Um, no, it was a it was a tendon. Um, basically, I just did PT. Okay. Well, let me ask this. Well, I guess that is. Let me ask this. It's in my opinion, and I don't know if this is. I don't know if this already happens or not because I never played college ball. But in my opinion, I do think though. Even if the kids are getting paid, I do think that this because I think one of the big arguments for getting paid is that it, at any moment on any play, I mean, even at practice, even at workouts, you could get injured. It's, I mean, it could happen in the blink of an eye. All of a sudden, you never get to play again. That's what you sign up for, though. You do, but because the school does make money off of that, I do think that the school should offer health care. I agree with that. I like that. Yeah, I, I agree do with think that. that they should provide the best. Healthcare option available because they make a stupid amount of fucking money. So you don't renovate your clubhouse this year; you do it next year because you made sure you paid all your guys' healthcare bill. Also, I see it. Go ahead. Just to say, I was talking about the scholarships. Most of the times when you play sports, also these kids are going not scholarships. Nice, they're going to college. You get your room and board for free, but most kids are actually not going to. A college for that degree they're going to make it to the next level they want mm-hmm. their name getting out there they want to make sure hey i can play and i want the world to see me play that way they can take it to the next level and actually get paid that money because if you honor a scholarship it's not oh you focus on your school first it's not like high school it's like no your first job and your only job is sports and then if you do that college thing that's fine but we expect you here at all times of night like 24 7 you're on call yeah, I believe that. Yeah, it's not really. But yeah, you get a you get a free education, but it's not. At the end of the day, though, if your professional career doesn't pan out, you still have that education to fall back on. So it's not like it's just a waste. Like and then oh. it's also you're looking at personal choices at that point because yeah. you have the education that's given to you. Now it's on their personal choice whether or not to actually take advantage of that. Yeah, I agree. So, so like, in, I mean, you already said yes. I would still do it again, even if I knew I was going to get injured. I mean, who doesn't want to play in college? I mean, right. That's... right. And I agree with Alex's point. I think they should offer health care. I was like, what do you think about that? And extend it. Because if you have an injury that is going to basically derail your entire career, mm-hmm. I think they should provide that health coverage until you graduate and get a job and extend your scholarship until you graduate. Because you go there to that school, they are basically using you to make money for their school. Let me at least provide the school for you. Right. And the insurance. Right. Not just medical insurance, but like the financial insurance of you're making money for us. Mm -hmm. If you get hurt, that's fine. We're going to help let you finish out what what you came here to do. Right. I think even on top of that, too, they could also affect a lot of people's lives, just being able to have that health care. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there are guys who get married in college yes. who are playing sports. So you could ex- potentially extend that to the wife, and then now she's taken care of. Again, they're yes. not losing that much money, yes. but you get to help everybody involved. You know? But anyway, so what, what do you think about the schools potentially offering health care like that? Number one, do they do that already? No. no. I, don't, I didn't no. think no. so. No, but no. no. They, they do not. No. Okay. 
I mean, you have that guy. I think I read some articles about players that got injured that had to pay for their own rehab and everything. See, yeah, that didn't make sense to me. But yeah. yeah, I had to pay for my own PT. I, the school didn't pay for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fucked. It might been anyway. But so anyway, so what do you think about that? Yes, they should offer health health care, um, and they should extend their scholarships too. That's kind of like. Hey, you get the scholarship as long as you pay for us. By the way, if you get injured, that's kind of on you. I mean, you're representing our school, and it was you got injured during a work or like a school related. That'd probably be the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. are you getting injured on the field? Are you getting injured off the field? Like, I'm going to look at it a different way. I think it should be like workers' compensation, not necessarily okay. health care, because law right now under Obamacare is if. The student is still a dependent on their parents. They mm-hmm. are covered under the parents' insurance until they're 26. Right. Mm-hmm. So most college athletes are under that age anyway, so they're already being covered with health care. I think it should be like uh, workers' compensation. If right. you get injured on the job, right. which you're making money for the school, so you're working, then you should be compensated if you're injured. Yeah, I like that. But then I also like what Alex says, like most these most of these players going to college, they have families. They have right. they have a wife, they have a kid, and they get injured on the job. And even if they, I mean, they're going to pay for their kids. I mean, they, the kid doesn't have probably doesn't have health insurance. They probably paid for by the state with Medicaid. Yeah. And on top of that, the wife also or the girlfriend is probably also going to school on some level too. So she might not even be able to have health care. You know, because we also got to assume that from all the parents having health care for their kids. I mean, we can't assume that every college student athletes parents have the health insurance to provide to their kid until they're 26 or whatever the case is. But what, going kind of going back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, I like something that you said, and I think we talked about this earlier. The <clears throat> Back to the idea of actually getting paid money, I do think it would be difficult to determine the fairness of the thing when some kids are going to schools like Alabama, Florida, UT, you know, Oregon, Michigan, like these big time schools, these big time brands, Notre Dame, guys like that, versus Texas State, UTSA, Mary Harden Baylor, yeah. uh, Howard Payne, you know, like how do you create a fairness? Now, on some level, I think that is just kind of a, how capitalism works. No, I, if we're talking about just for like the, uh, the likenesses mm-hmm. paying for that. Right. It's simple. If you're on a video game, you get paid the same amount for being on that video game. If you are doing jersey sales, okay, you get a percentage of that jersey sale. And then just call it a day? That's what I think. Because Whatever it is is whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you play for Alabama or if you play for freaking Texas State. If you're on hey, the video game... don't make game, them the bottom. If, don't, make, don't make Texas State the bottom. If you are on a <laughs> video is, game... It is what it is. Oh, fuck off. Or if if you are a offensive tackle or at mm-hmm. Texas State and, that was kind and of then you're the starting one. quarterback over at Alabama, you get paid the same amount because your likeness is on the video game. Even though that team makes more money than yours does? That team does not necessarily make more money for the, for the school, video I game. Mean. Even for the, even because for the it's not team. coming from the school. It's coming from the game. It's coming from the makers of the game coming from like Madden or NCAA. So would a game have to have the approval of not only the school but the individual? Yeah, I would think so. See, I find that uh, tough. I, I, I think it's only the school. The school is the only one that dictates because e- even in NCAA. I'm, well, yeah, currently, but I'm saying like if 
we really looked into this about, okay, we're going to pay you for your likeness to be on a video game. If they don't want to be on the video game, fine. You don't get paid, and your name's not on there. We'll put Joe, we'll put, uh, Joe Smith or John like Smith. 90 John Smiths. <laughs> exactly. But it, that's the point. These guys are going to want money for their likenesses. They're going to want money for just, okay, here, take my picture, put me in a video game. Cool. All right. I mean, if nothing else, that's just cool to be in a video game. Yeah, if nothing else, just to see your name. But they actually get paid for it? Hell yeah. How many people are actually going to say no to that? Fair enough. Yeah, there's going to be a couple players. But yeah, put Joe Smith. I think there was a baseball franchise years ago that disagreed with Barry Bonds and his steroid things, and they gave him a random name and number and put him on the Giants with the same statistics. Right. (laughs) All right, let's do this. We'll go around. Start. We'll start with you. General consensus, should student-athletes get paid, yes or no, and a brief summary as to why? No. Not fair to, the, not fair to classmates who, like I said, are going to have to pay back financial aid. I, don't, I mean, I, I get it. Student, there, there are athletes out there that are polarizing and make money for the school. Yes, that's, that's great and all, but I just, if you want to call it fair, I don't see it fair, so no. Kevin? It's not a yes or no for me. It's no, I don't want them to get paid from the school. But yes, I want them to get paid with their scholarship for the entirety of their career at the school, for their likeness, for their for their name. I want them to be able to get paid for that because that's only fair. But cash, money, endorsement deals, no. So I'm going to say I don't think that they should get paid more on top of what they do now. I do think they should have uh, health care uh, given to them and then extended through to X period of time or workman's comp, however, but health care in some degree. Um, I think that the scholarship that they receive uh, is payment enough with the fact that you get an education that will then in turn make you money. I think the thing is you just have to take the education more seriously. It's tough to be a student athlete, but if that's what you want to do, that was your choice. Okay, the short answer is yes. I believe that student-athletes should get paid. The long answer is probably no, because exactly what you said, I don't think it's ever going to be fair. I don't think you can justify, oh, this person gets paid, this person doesn't get paid, and it's like, why not? Because you're not playing a sport for the school. But in turn, they are representing the school, they're just not representing it in sports. So Yes. That, that's... What's it? Because... The di- because Okay, yes, they're, okay, a, a classmate or anybody really could say a student athlete is making the school money because they're on national television. But what's to say that their classmate isn't trying to better their lives too and, you know, not doing something that may not get recognized but is for the benefit of the school as well. Right. You know? Well, but, I mean, if you have an academic achievement that's wonderful, the school will also get credit for that. Yeah. I know in my career field, like we, if you get a degree and we know you got one to TSA, and I was like, oh man, nice guy, he knows his stuff. That's kind of like you're representing the school outside of it, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. just you got you went on, and they know like, hey, kids from UTSA, they're pretty smart. We can give him a job. We know he doesn't mess around. We'll right. give him a chance. So you are still representing the school, even though you are a student athlete. And then who's to say? That's why it's such a hard topic. You did get paid. You got paid for your education. You got paid for your education. Yeah. Yep. And every case is different. You, you can make the argument that any student should just go get a part-time job, but 
No, not right. every student can't go get a part-time job. Right. And you're going to Especially say, if you're a student athlete because you, a lot of your time's going to practice and exactly, games and everything right. like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you want student athletes to get paid on top of their free education? Right. I'm, I wouldn't be okay with that. No. Anyway. Anyways, that is a tough one to talk. Like that's a tough one to yeah. truly dictate. I'm kind of curious to see where this all goes. I think it'll eventually happen. I think it's some it might some way shape or form, but We'll see. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen just due to the fact that there are regulations that, and this is kind of pushing it, but you don't get to get out of high school. Even you can be the best player in the world, but you don't get to go to play at the next level. Not in name. I think NBA is 19, right? Yeah. It's a one and done. So you only have to be 19. Yeah. You have to, you have to go on to the next step. And at that point, it's like, you still want to better your skills. The only way to better your skills is actually go to college and play against some of the other best players in the nation. And same thing with football and, or soccer, wherever you end up at, whatever sport you want to play. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long fight, but I think eventually it's going to happen where everybody's getting, all oh, the student athletes are getting paid. It's going to be a long battle. We're talking 20, 30 years before it happens. But I think this bill by California is a step in that direction. Last point. Around the room, would you say college, like, would you say you view college football as like, or college athletics in general as pure like just it's pure without being uh, I don't know the word but would you say money hungry yes like would you say for the players I'll say this for the majority of the student athletes and players out there probably yeah because in my view another view one of my views is like college sports as a whole I say no because there's a lot of shadiness yeah. in the NCAA. There's a lot of shadiness with how schools treat their superstar athletes, how they don't give them, quote, unquote, uh, any benefits or uh, any preferential treatment of any kind or any kind of uh, freebies. But you know it happens. Everybody knows it happens. Yeah. Plain and simple. Good point. And the NCAA knows it, and there's a lot of corruption in that organization in, in itself. So pure? No. No, yeah. No. Good I point. say absolutely not. Yeah, I'd say NCAA, no. <clears throat> For a majority of the student athlete themselves, maybe. I would say maybe like the top 10, top 15%, no, because they're probably getting some kind of yeah. bonuses for playing wherever they're playing. But everybody else, you know, if you're playing for like, Again, those walk-on athletes, right? Walk-ons, the little guy, the D two schools, the D three yeah. schools. Those guys probably they want to yeah. play to play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And maybe even some guys that go to smaller unit, like even D ones. Because if you really look at a lot of these NFL teams, they're not all D one top ten like schools. That's what I was trying to get at. You're playing to play, right? The pure. A lot of guys are yeah. playing to play. Yeah. Um, I do think that changes more, even more so when you get to the NFL. But yeah, short answer: NCAA no. Eighty percent of the college student. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree exactly spot on what you just said. I I think the NCAA definitely not. But yeah. students, I mean, you're 18, 19 years old. Uh, you're fresh out of high school. I mean, you just want to go out there, have fun, play the game. You want to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to have just be able to take your career to the next level, go against some real competition, actually see what you're made of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, moving on. Speaking of sketchy college More stuff. interesting news. So we're at- you you sent this one to me. You, why don't you introduce this one? This is fair enough. This is interesting. So, kind of as we're on the topic of 
you know, the student athlete getting paid, this the understanding of college, how that works, and some of the sketchy things that go behind it. There's some sketchy things that are happening outside of the game itself as well that are still tied to it. So reports have come out recently from uh, the New York Times that says the University of Alabama is, for lack of a better term, tracking their students and rewarding them for doing certain actions. And I don't want to say... They're not getting like reprimanded for not doing certain actions, but they're they're not they're viewed almost as lesser. So Alabama, the Crimson Tide, uh, are one of the best college football teams in the past decade, if not the best college football team in the past decade. They've been doing okay. They they've been all right. They've won like maybe a couple national championships. Yeah. Maybe they have like a bunch of guys in the NFL or something. I don't know. You might have heard of them. You probably I don't know. They they're kind of a passing fancy regardless. Nick Saban and some of the other higher-ups for the football team are getting kind of upset at the student body. And that's the, the reason that they're upset is because the student body is not staying for the entirety of football games. Clemson plays, or not Clemson, um, the Alabama plays and the Crimson Tide play in. So they have students download this app. Uh, I think it's called FanMaker. And essentially, they're tracking where all the students are for however many come in and however many leave. If you stay through X period of time, I believe it's through all four quarters, then you're rewarded points. There's a point system. Points are then turned in for SEC championship tickets, possible playoff tickets, bowl game tickets, all different kinds of, 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 of rewards that you can get for staying through the entirety of this game. But what they're literally doing on some level, I mean, there's a couple of different ways that you can really look at this, but there's a question to be asked. Is this not a huge invasion of privacy? And is this not being reprimanded for essentially not doing what a head coach wants. A head coach that you don't play for. You are not on the football team. You don't have to listen to Nick Saban as a student, but what he's saying is, you fucking better. There's a lot of questions to be asked here, and I think we'll start with, number one, is this truly an invasion of privacy? Yes. I... I don't. Th- I think it's a no. You have to download this app. You don't have to. Are you under? Do you have to download this app to attend the game? That's true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. I I, mean, is it is it mandatory? Do we know if it's mandatory? I don't. I I would assume thought it's, it might have been to show the tickets. That's pretty. That that might be. Students can either that might be close shady. the app or delete it all together to avoid being tracked. Can get rid you, of it. You, you just get don't rid of it. get the but bonus. You, but you have to go in with that. Do you have to show that to get you, go inside? Like, is that your ticket to the game? I'm still trying to read into it some. But basically, what it is, it, like he was saying, is a point tracking system. You get 100 points loyalty points for being at the game. You get 250 points for being there for all four quarters. And those points, those points can be used towards priority access to student football. Tickets, and I'd also be very curious what they're doing with this information. I mean, they're data mining the students. I mean, and that's more my thing. And you can track, hey, this student went to the concession stand five times. 
times we know he's spending money or something like that. And it's just... What the shit do you care about that? Like, And that's the thing. Why does Nick Cabin... Nick Cabin... Nick Saban care so much? Because, I mean, think about it like this. Okay. Universities are known for having fraternities. What's to say a student you know, uh, who's a part of a fraternity, who's a pledge right now, you know, gets told by one of the higher-ups, hey, you're going to take... 20 cell phones that are all credited to our names. They're all just burner cell phones. You have to walk in, stay for all four quarters with all 20 cell phones in your hand, and everybody gets points. But nobody actually showed up to the game. Like, does that count for anything at all? Like, does that even matter? Like, what? 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 Who, yeah. What's the point? As crazy as that sounds, I, could, I actually could believe that could happen. Yeah, because it's not like the worst hazing thing in the planet, even though yeah. nobody hazes anymore. Yeah. I would also be like, hey, this is this guy's brother, he went to Alabama. He never stayed for all the games. We're not laying him in. We want a student that supports the game. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, I wonder if, like, it is affects, like, college admissions. Like, what are, they, what are they using this information for? Yeah, and that's a great point, too. Because, I mean, it's kind of... And you also have to think about it. They play in fucking, like, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, dude. It's, like, 110 degrees, and the humidity, I can only imagine, is, like, 1,000% constantly, right? On top of that, they play cupcake teams more often than not. It's only until the last maybe four weeks of their season that they actually start playing, like, true competition. So when you're beating teams 62-10 to 10 in the third quarter, when you're playing the Citadel, who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? You're playing fucking nobody teams. You're destroying these guys. It's 100 degrees outside, like... What's the point in staying so long? I would much rather go to the first half of the game, watch you guys do well. Excellent. I'm going to take off and go to the parking lot with my buddies and drink a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you're saying that I can't do that. You're saying that I can't go to half of the game because that's the allotted amount of time that I have to go to this game. I then have to go home and do my studies. I have to drive back home to take care of my family. Or I have, you know, all these other responsibilities. Fuck, I have... You know, I'm a student-athlete myself, and I have to go practice for my sport now, but you're going to penalize me for not staying. Yeah. Like, I feel like it only really helps a few people. And then kind of to his point, what are you doing with my information? Yes. You know what, are you, like, how, what do you, what, what's the goal for me? You know what I'm saying? Because there's got to be something to it. I would like to think it's not mandatory, if we could ever find that out. But well, Like you said, uh, they don't have to have the app. You were saying they could delete it altogether. This is just strictly for priority points to try to get better tickets. If you're a fan of the team and you want to go see the game, but you want really good tickets, this is the way to do it. So it's kind of their motivation of trying to get fans to stay throughout the entire thing. But to track what I'm doing? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I don't know if I'm okay Okay, well, let's ask this. Let's ask this. Even if it's not a true invasion of privacy, is this Nick Saban going too far? Is he kind of stepping outside of his his lines a little bit? I mean, a little bit, yeah, because, I mean, all that really matters for him is if his team is winning. I don't think it's Saban, though. It's not, but, yeah. Everything I'm reading, it's the athletic director, director Greg Byrne, that is kind of in charge of this program. I think Saban is kind of the one that pushes it uh, because he's, well, the face of the school, really. Right. I was like, even if it's not Saban, it's it's kind of Saban. You know what I'm saying? But then is it Burns? Is that stepping too far outside of your bounds? Yes. 
mean, see, I think so too. Okay, so what? Okay, so we all agree this is wrong in some way, shape, or form. But like, how do you continue doing it then? Like, how do they? How? Let me phrase it. How do they justify what they're doing? Capitalism, America. I mean, if you have enough money, you can pretty much do whatever you want. I don't see why they care though, because yeah. if you have. The people that get to the stadium and fill up your seats. You're fucking out. You got the money. Yeah, you already got the money. Yeah. You're fucking out. Why do you care if they stay all the time, like, all the way? You're good. You know you're good. You know people are going to show up. We're like, I don't. Like, I think their thing is they just want to see a full stadium in the entire game. I think it makes them feel better. Yeah. Like but, I think it's more for the ego of the higher ups, less for anything else. Yeah. But like, but like you said, was, what does he care? All, you got sold out stadium. Who cares if they? You don't make any more money, I guess, from concessions if you really want to. But right. mo- majority of the money is obsessed tickets. with winning everything in general, not just football. I'll read this quote from him on his radio show. Uh, thanking the fans after braving 90-plus degree heat on, after one of their games. If I asked the whole student section, do you want to be number one? Nobody would hold up their hand and say, I want to be number four. They would all say number one, Saban said. <laughs> Said, uh, but are they willing to do everything to be number one? That's another question. I want the stadium to be full. I want everybody to stay. I want everybody to be there. But I also know that it's not very comfortable when we play in certain circumstances. From a player's standpoint, I don't want to hear any of that. Whenever we play, we play. Yeah, but they're not student athletes. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have that much control. If somebody else has plans... Immediately after the game, you're going to penalize them or you're going to think wrongly of them for leaving early? See, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you Somebody don't related to... it to uh, George Orwell's idea of like super tracking everybody, and I'm afraid that this is one of those micro steps that gets to that point. Because here's the other thing. Let's say you keep that app on your phone. Who's to say that they don't track if you're going to class? Like, who's to say that they're not watching you even if it's not for the intended purpose of making sure that you stay for all four quarters. Yeah. Like, that's almost even sketchier. Like, I don't know. It just, it trips me up. I don't think, that, I think that this is uh, too far. It's I wrong think going too far. I think that this very well could be a step in towards really constantly having a 24-7 idea of where somebody is all the time. And now I worry that some other university is going to pick up on this and say, if you want to come here, you have to download this app. I mean, you look at the world as a whole right now, it's kind of hard to stay off the grid. Mm-hmm. I mean, cell phone companies know where you are all the time with GPS and everything on your phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got surveillance everywhere, cameras everywhere. I mean, you are on film. You are known where somebody knows where you're at at all times, whether or not it's somebody you actually know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... What do you got to hide, really? Yeah, I don't know. Just I don't like it either, but it's just like I think it's too much to do about nothing, really. Yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it's not it's not right. I don't think you should penalize people for leaving the game early, though. Yeah, it's an event. A football game is an event. You're not expected to stay the whole time. Now that being said, I'm one that always likes to stay all the way through no matter what. I don't care if my team's losing by 20 points. I mean, same. Or 50 points or whatever. I I still want to be there for the end of the game. So I'm 
one that'll go all the way through and kind of look around like, why are you leaving? Yeah. But at the same time, that's their prerogative, man. Yeah. It's up to them. Just a weird thing. Alabama, stop being fucking weird. (laughs) The whole state's fucking weird. Just stop being good, too. Just stop being you. Anywho. Anywho. (laughs) Moving on. Want to get saucy? Let's get saucy. Mission season is, it's over, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We did a couple of weeks ago. Missed the playoffs. I don't understand how, but anyways. Round Rock had a better record. Yeah, I was like, Round Rock had a better record. One of the big things is that uh, to help push to where they need to go. Because the nice thing about Round Rock is the affiliate of the the, the Astros. They're already pretty set as is as a team. The Brewers needed a little bit of help with some of the injuries that they got, so they took some pretty good guys from the missions up to the MLB as opposed to their, their AAA. So they kind of weren't winning as consistently as they were. Yeah. When they had some of these extra guys, the second baseman Hira, I believe his name. Um, yeah, he was one of the big, here. Yeah, he was one of the big guys playing for the missions who got called up to. But he got called up a while ago, so that's not an excuse in my opinion. But well, I'm saying like guys like that. I'm but not saying he's the one. Ones that they brought up like uh, Corey Spangenberg. Yeah, uh, another one was. Um... Oh well, no, I can't remember. But there are a couple other players that were real. Uh, Hernan Perez. Yeah, Perez. was another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there yes, were a couple of big names on the missions that they called up because they needed some help in the majors. So. Yep. yep. Uh, a lot of uh, Trent, Grissom. Trent Grissom was a top Grissom, 20, yeah. a top ten prospect for yes, the Brewers, and they called him up about a month ago, something like that. Not yeah, not too long. And a lot of it was their pitching too. I mean, the the pitching staff for the missions for a while was excellent because a lot of these guys were coming through like rehab starts. You look at. Uh, Hauser, who went 2-0 and in four starts with a 1.27 ERA. I mean, how do you beat that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, four, and that's four games out of the, what, 100 and whatever amount that they played. Doesn't really matter. But, I mean, if you get consistent guys like that, then, I mean, fuck. When you lose that, it's going to hurt no matter what happens. Regardless, though, the missions pitching staff was extraordinarily successful, even for the amount of fluctuation that they had. So, their pitching... As well as their, obviously the, the the offense as well, but their pitching led them to an eighty and sixty season, which was fourth best in the entire Pacific League Coast. And they had not only the lowest starting ERA, but the lowest bullpen ERA. They had the lowest ERA, which was a four point one five, and that was all of AAA baseball. That's not even just their league; that's all of AAA baseball. I mean, their bullpen was like a three eight somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> anyway, um, and a lot of the big things. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and a lot of the big things was. Uh, how many players came through the missions organ? I think they had 68 roster moves. 39 of them were pitching. That's pretty typical, though, for any ball True, club. but this is their first year in AAA. I don't think it was right. as... I don't think they were quite used to something like that. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, Why? though... That team was the same team that was in I mean, more Colorado. so for, like, the fans. Not like for the, the fans, organization. Yes, absolutely. That's more for what I mean. Okay. It's for the people who watched it in San Antonio. We saw a lot of pitching changes, and we still saw a lot of success. <laughs> so it's it's not so much for the organization, because it makes the same saying. guys. But anyway. Um, a lot of the cool things was the, the, the missions did see a lot of the, like you were saying, top 30 prospects that came through that did eventually make it up to... Uh, to the pros, Trey Supak was one of them. Um, he had a one and two record for seven games. He did have a nine point three ERA, 
But he had 27 strikeouts and nine walks and a 1.67 whip. Um, another big one was Zach Brown. He was three and seven uh, over 23 games. He had a 5.79 ERA. Um, but for even, all those that are actually like huge on baseball, and you're hearing these like, astronomical ERA numbers. They play in the Pacific Coast League. It is a very, very strong hitters league. It is. Uh, every park that you play in favors home run hitters, favors uh, anyone getting a hit in any one of these ballparks more so than a, a pitcher actually being able to dominate. Right. So it's not so much how few runs you gave up. It's how you performed while you were doing it. Were you able to hit your spots? Did you have multiple pitches working at a time? How did you get out of jams? You know, what, did, what were you like in certain situations when you had to come in, like, off the bench or anything like that? Um, so, anyway, but even through all of, like, the, the, the changeovers and stuff, the missions pitching staff was very much so rewarded for a lot of the things that they did, um, including an all-star appearance. Uh, Jay Jackson, right-handed pitcher, went 5-2 and two with a 1.33 in 34 games with San Antonio. Um, that stat line alone got him to represent the missions in the, in the all-star game for the AAA team. Um, which I think he went one out and had a walk. So he didn't do too terribly much, but what he did do was still represent the club no matter what. So that's pretty impressive. A um, couple of guys also made their first big league appearance this year from the from AAA. Um, one of those guys was uh, Adrian, or not really Adrian Chowser, because he kind of spent time in both of them. But again, that's the guy I was talking about. You know, 2-0, and four starts, 1.27 ERA. Um, but Devin Williams was... He had only three appearances with the missions, and then he got his first uh, taste of the majors. Um, he literally posted a 0.00 ERA, six strikeouts, 1.82 uh, whip, and that literally came after three appearances. They saw three times, and they were like, you know what, kid, come on. And yeah. since then, he's been in like eight appearances, doesn't have a super high ERA. Like He's been doing well. Not only did he do well at the missions, but he's also doing well um, uh, for the the brew crew as well, uh, a couple of cool things is that uh, the franchise did set a record for strikeouts, which was one thousand two hundred seventy six. Uh, that broke twenty seventeen's record of one thousand one hundred eighty six. Um, and again, I mean, lowest ERA as a starting rotation, lowest ERA as a bullpen, fourth in the entire league. I mean, like I said, they did miss out to. Uh, to the Round Rock Express, who were playing exceptionally well. They won their first series versus the Iowa Cubs in, like, three games, and then they went on to play in the, the next round. I don't know what they've done since then. Um, but, I mean, regardless, it's, it's, it was an extraordinary year for, for the first time. First time going through it. Right, yeah. here. First time at that level. So for, this, for the fans here, they got to, saw, got to see. They didn't get to saw. They got to see great pitching. They also got to see great batting, and we'll have more about that either next week or the week after. Um, they get to see Saw 12 or whatever that franchise is at now. Yeah, honestly. The, uh, Round like Rock 18. Express got swept by the River Cats. Okay. Oh, okay. okay, so they lost in the, the next round. Um, but, yeah, I mean, regard, I mean, they still won that first round. The missions very well may have, but still cool to see Texas teams playing well, doing well. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, to get to see these guys represent San Antonio, not that they're San Antonio – specifically but to see them play here and then watch them do well in the majors is really really cool so how about rich sweet though hmm? how about the coach sweet though oh, two thousand yeah. wins that's pretty damn impressive. that's way fucking impressive yeah but anyway hey, you got some news you want to share <laughs> i do i do uh so i have for those of you who don't know um i am now an official contributor to uh 
Prospect Times, uh, which is a uh, blog that covers predominantly minor league teams. Um, they were specific to the Rangers at first, but they're expanding. Uh, so I am the first uh, contributor that will be contributing to things outside of the Rangers organization. I'll be covering the San Antonio Missions, which are an affiliate of the Brewers. Um, and so they're kind of expanding out to, to that kind of thing. Um, I'm really excited to be a part of it just to kind of get more experience. The whole goal is to become accredited become a media member uh, for the mission so I can really get to, to add more depth to what we're doing um, and then just practice writing and get more stuff out there, kind of help bring some more, uh, some more listeners and viewers to, to both the Prospect Times, but yeah. more importantly, don't tell anybody I said that, more importantly to the AA Sports Show um, yeah. as a whole. So Very cool news, man. It's pretty cool. My, first uh, article's already out? I was like, first article's out. Uh, it was released uh, 9.15. Uh, right now I'm sitting at 98 views, uh, 38 likes, and 27 shares. Very cool. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the next one should be out sometime later this week uh, where I'll be covering either the offensive side of the missions or Coach Sweet, uh, which I think would be really, really great to, to, to look into a coach with that kind of success over that yeah. period of time. Anyway. Very cool. Cool beans. Sweet. Aaron, so we do a favorite thing of the week. Favorite thing, sports week in general. We'll give you some time to think. I actually have one. I saw that. I was looking at the thing. Okay, cool. All All right. Right. All right. Then go first. Yeah. I am such a fan of this guy. I thought he was a phenomenal player in college. It's nice to see this guy do well, especially especially after the injuries he's had. Dalvin Cook. He is from Florida State. Um, he battled ACL. He came back strong. And I thought this before the season started that he was a phenomenal running back. I think he can be the league's leading rusher as long as he stays healthy. Okay, then. nice. Right on. Right. Uh, mine is the University of Tennessee um, and what they did with uh, a particular individual. So there's this kid, I believe he was in Florida. Um, he had an orange T-shirt. Uh, he drew a UT University of Tennessee uh, logo on there um, and was really, really badly bullied because of it. Um, the University of Tennessee then, in a very, very classy move by the organization, um, not only did they give that kid a full scholarship to the University of Tennessee, they also took his design and made it an official T-shirt. Now you can actually buy his logo. So they kind of, you know, flipped the whole thing on him. Now it's a, it's a logo anybody can buy. It's a great story. Um, being you know, very anti-bullying, you know, I think it's, I think it's a really wonderful move by the, by the team. Excellent. I actually got a few of them. I couldn't really decide between any of them. So one of the, f- the funniest one for me was that the Bills have won more games at MetLife Stadium than both the Jets or the Giants combined this year. They have won two, and both the Jets and Giants have won zero. Maybe the Bills are going to move to New York next. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're the champ in New York right now. So yeah, The next one I have is just an interesting stat. As of Tuesday of last week, uh, I got a key numbers, 1995 to 2019. Before the baseball games started on Tuesday of last week, Bruce Bochy, who has coached in the league from 1995 to 2019, has a record of 1995 and 219. Saw that. That's pretty cool. And that same day, after the games were played, the Seattle Mariners, from the span of 1995 to 2019, had the exact same record. Dude, that's really I didn't see that. Crazy. Nice. That's oh. pretty slick. It's nuts. <clears throat> that is pretty slick. Yeah. For 
more current ones, Mike Yastrzemski, the grandson of Carl Yastrzemski, the the Yaz in New York, in uh, Boston, hit a home run today in Fenway Park. Dude, that's nice. Nice. That's Very pretty cool. slick. <clears throat> that's pretty slick. Very cool. And one for my Astros loving part of it, Kevin Bizio for the Blue Jays. Hit for the cycle, just like his dad Craig Biggio did in 2002. No shit. Okay, who do you think is going to be a better generational guy? Is it going to be Vladdy Jr. or Little Biggio? Ooh, Vladdy. You think so? I think the better question would be who's going to be better overall, Vladdy or Bichette? Yeah, Bichette looking. Fucking real right now. Biggio's gonna Biggio's gonna be a good complemental, complimentary piece. He's yeah. not gonna be that superstar. Yeah, Vlad can and Bo can. Yeah, Bo's looking real good though. Yes, Bo can. Not to mention Tatis too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tatis. Him and his dad. I really liked his dad playing as well. But anyway, I want my first feel old when. Uh, oh, I know. When the players we watched as kids, their kids are now playing in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go good. Imagine how you're going to feel when LeBron's playing with his son. Fuck you. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I won my first fantasy football matchup. That's my favorite thing. I was not expecting to do well. So the fact that I won and I beat your wife. I was about to say congratulations. <laughs> you beat my wife. <laughs> Knows nothing about football hey, and it. was a last second fill in because we needed one more player. I'll take it. Yay! Proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Proud of you. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Wins a win. True though. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. All right. Thank you to Baseballism. Thank you to Brother. And thank you to Hanging Oak Studio. Thank you to you, the listener. Thank you to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks to Aaron. Always, thank you. Oh, thank you for hey, hey, by, providing your thoughts. Anything else you want to, anybody you want to plug? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Go Warriors. Go Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. This Friday, first doubleheader. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Here we go. 0 2 to start the season. Yeah. Get it, boys. (laughs) Softball team for anybody that doesn't know. Do you have your your shiner in your throwing hand and your glove in the glove hand? No, I have a shiner in both. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're 0 2. Yep. Just stand out there and look pretty. He tries to catch the ball with his foot since he loves soccer so much. Yeah, Seriously. I just like, try to like, like chest it to myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're happy Gilmore style? Right, just... Only <laughs> 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 364 more days to hockey practice. Got it up. Anyway. <laughs> Love that movie. Right. Really, anybody want to shout out? Any of, them, any of that good stuff? The wifey? Oh, yeah. Wife, thanks for uh, texting me while I'm doing this and telling me to come home. <laughs> Really appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, be good to uh, what, what I don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. It takes me a, take me a second. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Be don't good to yourself podcasts. and be good to each other. Live life like a plate appearance. Take your strikeouts, but keep swinging for the fences. Hey. You'll hit a grand slam. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Be good. If you can't be good. Be good at it. Fuck, if you can't be good at it, name it after me. Peace. See ya. Later. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove and leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism.
is America's brand.